Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Phase Zero, Episode 17. We've made it this far. Why stop now? I'm your host, Brandon Davis. I'm joined today. Jenna Anderson is here. Hey, everybody. Charlie Ridgely is here. What's up? He's, he's a little dance. <laughs> a little dancey dance. I, started, I, was like, I don't know what I'm doing, so I'm just going <laughs> to... Right, listen, you committed. We respect that. We respect that. Going. If you If you did anything less, it would have been weird, but that was great. Yeah. yeah. Aaron Perrine is here. Release the Charlie cut. Yes. We need more Charlie oh, dancing. Nobody wants that. <laughs> <laughs> we just, we got, you got three people on this call right now who want to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have, a, we have a big, you know, I was kind of worried. Without a new episode of a Disney Plus show, no new movies, nothing. I was like, oh, man, what are we going to do on all these weeks until Loki? Uh, well, Marvel said. <laughs> Hold my beer. They dropped the sizzle reel on Monday. There's been so much Marvel news. We got quotes from Andrew Garfield, Dave Bautista, James Gunn. We're going to talk about a lot going on in the MCU world. And it's, I want to say something first. I ended last week's show on that call for F9 Fast and Furious fans. Do you guys remember? So I found a bunch of Fast and Furious fans. We did this video where they were like surprised to meet the cast. If you go on Ludacris's Instagram page, you can find one that didn't go so well. Oh, no. That's all, that's all I'm going to say. It is a funny video. It is a funny video. Is, it, is, is the video real or is it staged? I don't know. You'll have to decide for yourself. But uh, I do want to say the, the, the other videos will be coming up probably in like June. But that was fun. I hope we can do stuff like that with Marvel on this podcast. But uh, it's a fun F9 thing. Anyway, let's get to the news. Uh, we might be moving phase zero. We might be moving the day of phase zero. I know. I I was wondering about that. Yeah. It was like Marvel just went and screwed up our whole schedule a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So Loki moved up to June 9th. It's releasing on Wednesdays. Perhaps I missed this. I don't think anybody has said if this applies to all of the shows. I was going to ask because I don't. Yeah. It, it was it's weird how it was implied because the whole mm-hmm. thing was like Wednesdays are the new Fridays. And it's like, do you just mean for your show, Tom Hiddleston, or do you mean for Marvel in general, like it was not clear at all. At first I just assumed it was all of them, but then no one else did. And then I kind of felt alone and I have no idea. I feel like it's just for Loki. Like it seems like they didn't want to conflict with black widow hitting Disney plus on uh, what would ostensibly be a Friday. And then like bad batch having new episodes every Friday. So like I get it at the same time, but it also feels weird because I've been like ritualistically used to sitting down every Friday and watching a Marvel show. And so it's like, Oh, this is going to kind of suck to have to move this to Wednesday now. Yeah. I don't like change. (laughs) Normally my early, my early day, because I get up, at, you know, mm-hmm. I, I worked the early shift, so I instead of staying up late the night before, I wake up early on Fridays to watch the show before work, so that I can like talk about it and write about it and all that stuff at work. And I don't want that to be in the middle of the week. It's <laughs> nice to be like, all right, this is my last day. I can get up early. It's the last day. I can do it. I don't know about like hump day being that day. I know. 
I'm with you on that. Uh, from the from the work perspective, I like it having having it on Friday right before our show, and then kind of our show is like my like I wake up so early on Friday that it's almost like my workday is done by the time this show is over because I've been already been up for seven hours going at it producing this and stuff, and now it's like, well, are we doing that on Wednesday now? Mm-hmm. But for, as a fan, like you know, I, I don't think it makes a difference. Like if you take the work out of it, you know, I think. Uh, it's just a different day of the week. These things happen. And I definitely think it's just not to compete with movies and bad batch. Like Disney plus doesn't have enough content to drop content on the same days. It just wouldn't Mm -hmm. make sense, I guess. So, you know, what are they going to do? Be like, go watch Loki on Disney plus and then go watch black widow on Disney plus or in a theater. So Mm -hmm. Aaron, you got any thoughts on this? I mean, uh, I hope that this is probably just for now because they're ramping up so much more production of these shows that by the time we get to the fall, you will, you might have enough that you can have concurrent days, although they might not. Yeah. I also thought it was just, it's the trickster God. So of course, Wednesday, we're just going to screw with you because why not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 thing I thought was when you get to the end of the year, you're going to have Star Wars and Marvel stuff. I know. Kind of- yeah. Running together. And so you're going to Marvel Wednesday, Star Wars Friday to really dominate a news cycle. Yeah. You know, it's that's when you start getting the questions. It's like Aaron said, when stuff starts coming back out. Mm-hmm. I would kind of rather it have been on a Monday, like huh. start the week with Marvel. And uh, it's also Loki would have been here two days earlier, you know, so, <laughs> you know a whole four days earlier. Uh-huh. But uh, I just can't wait for Loki. Like, I think that show is going to be brilliant. I think it's yeah. going to be so entertaining. And if you look at how different WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier have been from each other, like what they can do with Loki really seems like pretty limitless. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I agree. All right. Let's so so Loki is now June 9th on Wednesdays. Let us know in the comments. Do you prefer Wednesdays or do you prefer Fridays? Black Panther 2 got a title. Wakanda Forever. It's hit in July 8th, 2022. This came from the Sizzle Reel released on Monday. We're about to chop up this whole Sizzle Reel starting with this title. Um a good title I, I yeah anybody anybody got anything on that i think it could have been disappointing in a lot of ways and it wasn't so i'm happy with that i i had in my head it was going to be long live the king oh. and i think this is better i like this better than my idea so you know I like it because I remember in like right before Infinity War came out, I think it was the Russos did an interview where they were talking about how they test screened the Wakanda forever moment in, in the third act of Infinity War. And before Panther came out, that moment didn't hit the same way. And so then Panther came out and it was like this big, like epic thing having that line. And so I like that we're kind of continuing the significance of that line through the rest of the MCU. Cause I think that's just kind of a cool little detail. Wait, it kind of goes back to the Endgame thing. Like, yeah. I can't remember if they said the Endgame was always the title, but there was all that, is Endgame going to be the title? Like, what's the title going to be? But then after Infinity War came out, everyone was like, it has to be Endgame. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, it has to be Endgame. Like, th- that's the coolest thing from that movie, and that's the, what makes the most sense. And it seems like it's the same type of, like, from that movie, with all the legacy of Chadwick and everything kind of behind it, this is the perfect way to go. This is how we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. I see Aaron's face has a lot of thoughts, uh, <laughs> I, but too too much, too many, too good of manners to cut anybody off. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's just like I just rem- remembering all the weird like whiteboard scribbling <laughs> from the Infinity War in game era is just like so funny, like to look back on because we were just every week you felt like oh they're trolling us, it's going to be annihilation <laughs> or it's going to be this, it's going to be that. So it's nice to have like it all set in stone. 
Uh, someone in the chat said that, are we just done with numbers? Uh, manatees like manatees. And I'm like, yes, exactly. I was like, wait, what? Because Black Panther 2, not going to be that. Captain Marvel, we'll talk about that later. It's not going to be that. So I don't know. I would like to know a little bit more about the movie, but I know that's not possible. I don't know what <laughs> that's going to be. Like, we know everything in God's green earth about Spider-Man and nothing about Black Panther. Nothing. <laughs> And it's just a July eighth, twenty twenty two turnaround. I mean, mm-hmm. that's not they have far to get away. started soon. Yeah, they have to get started yesterday. I yep. mean, like this is that's going to be. I mean, it, it helps really at least you have most of the core cast already like established. Yeah, you know, if they're going to really yeah, explore, like you're going to you're going to bring in new people, but like it's not you know like Spider Man's always like here here's these three characters, and then every movie everyone else is kind of different. You know, if they're going to explore Wakanda, you have like a core of. 10 or so really great characters that are already there. Mm-hmm. And then it's like adding on to that. So it feels like everyone's probably got their schedules already sorted out for it, but there's still a lot that, I mean, in a year and two months, there's a lot yeah. to do. Yeah. A lot to do. According to Malcolm Spellman, we're all fussing over nothing. Cause apparently <laughs> the trailer already exists. So we, yeah. we, we should already all know about it. Right. Did Malcolm Spellman say there's a Black Panther 2 trailer? No, I remember he joked around. He's like, all these these projects that haven't been announced yet. Uh-huh. I'm like, apparently it's just in a vault somewhere. Yeah, like, it's oh. yeah they already filmed all these things. <laughs> I do think maybe Wakanda Forever, not only is it a, a title that I think is is probably, you know, a nice way to try to honor Chadwick. I think it could be, if I'm, if I'm trying to get my tinfoil hat pretty tight, like a way to show like you know a lot of us want to see namor and atlantis come in it could be like wakanda needs to have that extra uh like united pride you know like like that moment in infinity war where they say wakanda forever and they're ready to go to war and stand up for wakanda like maybe they're pitting wakanda against atlantis i i don't know see, i would have found I, a way to spin it in there any no matter I've, what. I've had the same theory but replace atlantis with latveria and dr doom because there there is the one storyline in the comics where dr doom is basically just like i want all of wakanda's vibranium and so i'm just gonna go attack and so i know there were theories like years ago or like a year or so ago of like dr doom might be the villain of the movie and so i feel like that wakanda forever context could also apply too of like oh hey this big metal guy is suddenly trying to come in and steal our stuff so i think that would be cool but i would be cool with namor too yeah uh, i dr doom would be a really interesting villain i would love to see like like uh how uh, <laughs> yeah i've been here thank you <laughs> uh so i would love to see that was a great moment for the, for the podcast um so <laughs> I don't, anyway, uh, I don't remember what I was saying. The, the, anyway, since the title doesn't have like, I feel like whatever the, the movie titles don't have um, like a comic book event title. It's just like, ah, damn, I wanted more information, even if this is a good title. Anyway, <laughs> it's like, like half of the movies in this phase are all yeah. that applies to so many of them. Right. Oh, you know, they don't even like it's me, outside of Iron Man and Guardians. Nothing else uses the number system to begin with. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, it seems like only the event things are event things, you know, like there was civil war and that was like, okay, we know what yeah. that's about. That was the last one that I think had a everything comic. else is like, all right, this is like, this well, could go any, any direction. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, Captain Marvel two also got a title. It is the Marvels. It's hitting theaters November 11th, 2022. This one, obviously in reference to Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, Monica Rambeau, and maybe one more character could be there. Jenna has thoughts. 
Yeah, I know people have theorized that um, this could lead to the introduction of Blue Marvel because he's also kind of part of that whole orbit. I know I've also seen theories that this could basically be the MCU stand in for the Ultimates because that's kind mm-hmm. of a team that has Carol and Monica and Blue Marvel and a bunch of other characters that you could kind of switch out for MCU analogs. And it's like that way you could do that team in a way that the, the name would make more sense if you called them the Marvels versus the Ultimates. But like, I love the title. I think it's so much more interesting than just like Captain Marvel and whatever like I think it's cool that each of the female characters and whoever else gets added on top of that is getting their own significance in the movie I think that's just really awesome yeah I mean and this again the only thing that I think could have been more exciting is like if you put like Captain Marvel Secret Invasion like an event title mm-hmm. so I think it's a good title and I, mean, I like Captain Secret Invasion on its own too so then you know yeah. already yeah exactly and I, 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 I think it's cool how the logo worked in the yeah. Miss Marvel's costume logo yeah um, Blue Marvel yeah. is one of the people that we all theorized was the the engineer, oh. right? Oh. Oh. Engineer yeah. Theories, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He's also in Spider-Man 3. Oh, I have to say. <laughs> Blue Marvel's in everything coming up. Yeah, yeah, he's been there the whole time. Yeah, as soon as he escapes Mephisto. Uh, <laughs> Ant-Man 3, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania got a date, February 17th, 2023. So far, I think all we know about this one is that it's got Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, and Catherine Newton in it. Do we not like... Do we know anything else? And, and Michelle Pfeiffer and, and Michael and Douglas. Kang the Conqueror. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that. <laughs> that's like the most exciting part of this exactly. movie. And I left it yeah. out. I'm fired. I, I will see myself out. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, honestly, that's the, like, if you were to look at this slate without that piece of information, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania would not jump out at me as like the most, like the one I'd want to watch most. But when you put in Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror, like I like the first two Ant-Man movies. But this certainly amplifies my excitement for it in a big way. And I hope we see the earlier versions of Kang, like like the alternate timeline versions of Kang and Loki. I would love to see what are they, Victor? Uh, what's his, like, he, he puts himself in, like, different timelines all over the world, right? Mm-hmm. I, yeah, that's, is anybody on the Ant-Man of the Wasp quantum well, there's, there's, there's a lot of stuff about, I believe it's Kang in... I wrote this whole thing and it, we write so much that I forget what I wrote about like a month ago when the, when that Loki trailer came out, the uh, character played by Gugu and Bathara or Juju and Bathara. Yeah. Um, her, I can't remember Ravana. the name of the character. Yeah, but she connects, to, she yeah. connects to King, to King the Conqueror. Yes. She was like her, his original oh, yeah. like love interest. Like he was obsessed with her yeah. and yeah. there was this whole thing and then alternate timelines and stuff. And so, it's always been like, it always felt like Kang was going to be connected to Loki in some way. And then like they made the casting announcement so early <laughs> that it just kind of, it was almost one of those like, Hey, just in case like stuff comes out, like we've already made this announcement or news is already broke. You know, they didn't announce it, but someone told deadline or whatever to, to about it. Um, right. And I don't know. I just, it, it feels like all the things are aligning for that to be the case. And for, Kang to be showing up a lot earlier than Quantumania, especially if he's going to be the next big bad. Like, mm-hmm. if he's going to be the next Thanos, which I don't know if he's going to be, but Kang absolutely could be. Yeah. yeah. And it just, you know, maybe a teaser at the end or a, a single scene, you know, like from Guardians with Thanos. It just, it, it all feels kind of right for that to that to be happening. Well, if WandaVision taught me anything, <laughs> it's don't. Nothing's going to happen. Go no. in hoping for Kang, but don't expect it. We're going to see Loki uh, and Owen Wilson, and that's it. The whole yep. show. Yep. What, what are I, the times going to happen? 
<laughs> One of these times. See, here's the thing with Kang, it could happen. Like you don't have to see a fully realized Kang. It doesn't have to be a post credits and you could see one of those alternate timeline Kangs that he plants of himself to yep. kind of take over that timeline and all that stuff. Cause in comics, he, that's how he like conquers all of the worlds. He just leaves little versions of himself, like different. The MC is going to get so messy so soon. <laughs> it's going to get so messy. I would love if it was like Spider-Man Far From Home and they never addressed it. And it was just Jonathan Majors walking around in the background of yes. stuff while they're goofing around. It would <laughs> make my life. Because it's like, what, what, what? And they just never address it. That would be amazing. But that Leo meme. Yeah, exactly. You want to see that? Oh, man. Uh, and then Charlie Cox just walks by, too. <laughs> oh, well, he's definitely in all the things they're making right now. Specifically Spider-Man 3 and S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, that is, well, that, yeah. I'm not commenting further because it will be all over the internet again. <laughs> but I do know what Charlie Cox did, whether it makes the cut of the movie. Who knows? Um, we got our oh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume. I'm sorry, I went back to the sheet there. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is on May 5th, 2023. That's pretty much where we expected this one to come. Uh, I, I'm a huge fan of the Guardians movies. I can't wait for this one. So this I'm excited. Gonna be so sad. It's going to be so sad. It's uh, going to be tough. We have quotes that we're going to talk about in the second half of the show from James Gunn and, and Dave Batista, both about this and other Guardian stuff. But it seems like uh, they're they're setting up an end of the line for the Guardians, and I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready. Who is the one Guardian? Everybody, go around that that if you could if you could give them plot armor. You guarantee their their survival. Wait, who's the us one that you, or what, what we think is going to happen? Yeah, no, no, I know. like what you want, what you want. Who's the one you you really want to survive? I don't know. I mean, all all of. I know. Yeah, my brain is just like rocket. Even though I know he's going to die, because like everyone has theorized, like all three of the title treatments oh. reference whichever character is going to die, and this new title treatment is like red and yellow, and so it's like that feels like you're totally hinting at rocket. Well, and he's been set up to die the whole time. Oh, like, I that's, know. His whole storyline has been like rocket's done. Groot, I guess, is the one because he really can't. I mean, you can yeah. always bring Groot back. I miss OG Groot, but like. We're if, get, if you can keep well, according around. to Vin Diesel, we're getting Alpha Groot, <laughs> which James Gunn has since been like, "Wait, I am what? ready for and for Vin Diesel to stop talking about Marvel stuff." Though I will tell you that I'm no, excited dude, for that no, to come. No, Vin Diesel does not care about the Marvel snipers. Let him keep going. <laughs> Put him in front of cameras, right? Let's hear it. He says stuff like Alpha Groot in that Vin Diesel voice <laughs> that I'm like, I'd be cool if I didn't hear it Listen, again. You know, in that same interview, he told me that the Guardians were in Thor four, so I will take it. Listen. <laughs> but it is fun when you sit across from Vin Diesel and you, you, like you like when you go to a, I'm sure you guys know this the audience probably <laughs> might not know this when you go to a junket you get you walk in the room the cameras are set up you sit down and as soon as you sit down like before you even introduce yourself clock starts you have four minutes and then they're like say your name where are you from do this interview so we did this interview for Bloodshot and so usually you write down like six questions you're never going to get six questions in in a four minute interview. So then, like, when you're playing the game here, you want to be respectful of the studio that invited you. So I got to talk about Bloodshot, but I also need to get the headline and the ratings and the clicks. So I got to ask about the, the Guardians movies with Vin. So I asked him two Bloodshot questions, and we were down to, like, 30 seconds left because he talks, like, very slowly. Like, I'd be like, you know, more Valiant Universe characters in a sequel, and he's like, Brandon. If, if, you, if you get a talker, <laughs> if you get a talker me, in a junket, like, you're not getting anything. You. 
Yep. Like, but but Vin doesn't say a lot of words. He just says them all. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of time between each words because you he, can see he, the Dominic Toretto and Vin Diesel like merger over the years, <laughs> where yeah. like he's just taken that on, and she doesn't. He he says things slow, but then also he's like it's just such a like he talks about like a privilege and like I get, talks about like he says a lot of things, but nothing at the same time. But, just well, says so, the same couple of words over and over yeah. again. Well, so we got to that, that, I got the, the lady, there's always a person, like a person who's working the junket, who sits behind the talent. They're off camera, but they're in my line of sight. And they'll hold up a little paper. It says three, it says two, it says one. And then they start giving you the wrap-up symbol. And so she starts giving me the wrap-up symbol. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know. I got to ask him about Groot. I got to ask about Guardians. So I was like, you know, Vin, what's, you know, I got to ask you, we're talking about comic book movies. Where's, where's, uh, where's the Guardians of the Galaxy 3 at? What do you know? Or something like that. I don't know. Like next time you play Groot. And he's just... Brandon, Brandon. <laughs> I have two words. Alpha Groot. And I'm just like, whoa, cool. You know, the, cool to hear. And then he, but then he keeps going. And I was like, I'm like, I'm, I got to get out of this chair. The junket people are going to kill me. So I, then he's like, and also the Thor director has been talking to us and he's going to bring it. And I was like, oh, that, that, I'm glad you said that. Uh, five minutes later, when the sentence reached its end, we wrapped up, but yeah, <laughs> and the, the, the junket production people were like, "Get out! You ran over time. Leave." Anyway, that's my Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three story. Uh, I would protect Gamora. Already died, so like, I, I don't have attachment to 2014 Gamora. You know what I mean? We don't know her yet, so I hope that's gonna be. Yeah, that's gonna be the one I of the most interesting you, I stories. I told you it's. Well, no, but that's what's going to be one of the most interesting stories because we already kind of went through this with Groot, right? Where he, mm -hmm. the character died and then we, we met a new one who we we kind of associate with the old one, but it's a whole new character. So with Gamora, like, it, is she going to fall in love with Quill again? Like, it, it, is she going to accept Nebula as her sister? Because Gamora made so much progress and mm -hmm. we're going to see it with Loki too on the show. So that's going to be one of the most interesting things is where this Gamora goes. Like, is she going to go down the hero path? I think that... It's going to be one of the most interesting things about this movie. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, I, that that whole Guardians chat was totally unplanned. I'm sorry. I, I do love the <laughs> Guardians movies, though. So I just ended up going. And we got the first look at Eternals. Uh, Chloe Zhao, uh, her movie looks beautiful. Beautiful people. Oh, beautiful Chloe locations. Look, look beautiful. Mm -hmm. I watched Nomadland the day that, that uh, Sizzle Reel came out because yeah, my priorities did. are obviously upside down and I didn't watch it yet. <laughs> I watched No Bad Land. I thought that was a fantastic film. Um, she's Chloe is so creatively talented. I can't wait to see what she's doing there. Are you guys fired up for Eternals? I'm really excited to see, like, just based off of those few shots that we got, I'm excited to see, like, the character designs and the alien designs that have come out in, like, the toy leaks we've gotten so far. I'm like, how is this character design going to work on this very practical, like, golden hour sunset kind of aesthetic? Because I can't fathom in my mind how that looks. And it's like, I trust her to do that and just make it look really awesome. But my brain can't compute how that works, especially in the confines of the MCU. <laughs> Uh, it, it's, it's, there's so much opportunity because the, the, the half the movie is set like in thousands of years ago. And like now, like it's pretty split. They've talked about how it's going to be split over these thousands of years. That's going to be gorgeous. It's going to be gorgeous. And, but see, that's what makes this movie so exciting to me is that like, so ever since I saw the writer in 2018, like Chloe Zhao has been like top of my list. Like everything she's good. She does. I'm, I'm going to be first in line for it. And so when she says she's doing a Marvel movie, it's like, First of all, it's the weirdest fit. Like I love, I know Marvel likes to get 
but in the upcoming directors to do stuff, you know, Gunn hadn't done this kind of thing, you know, at least from a director standpoint before doing this, you know, Taika was a very different kind of voice for Marvel, but Chloe seems like the biggest departure because not just of what her movies say, but how they say them. And, you know, like this incredibly low budget working with real people, not actors. Like she likes to shoot things herself. Like, you know, she got in a van and just lived on the road making Nomadland for months. Like this is not a big budget type filmmaker to this point. You know, I think she can absolutely do those things, but it, it's, it's a, such a strange thing, especially when you learn that she approached Marvel about making a movie. She went to Marvel and said, I want to make a Marvel movie. And they had talked about black widow and that didn't work out. And they gave her Eternals. And the, she's talked about a bunch, how, she got to have a lot of creative freedom and how Marvel really let her do her thing the way she wanted to do it. You know, on the sets, they had all the people for all the actors kind of offset and the sets were really intimate, unlike most blockbusters. And the more I think about it, the more it really feels like this is going to be the time where Marvel's going to let a director do their thing. Because you think about, she could have done black widow and didn't eternals. Like you mentioned, Brandon is set. So there's stuff in the, in the present, but so many, much of it is set so long ago that, in the mind of a studio like Marvel, if this doesn't, if this doesn't get to be exactly what we want it to be, it's really not a big deal. If this ends up being something totally different, it's not really going to affect the next Thor movie or what Captain Marvel does. It can, but it doesn't have to. And it's like, this is the chance to let a filmmaker have their complete voice and just do a thing, especially coming after all the Oscar stuff. Yeah, I, I and, would argue that, that oh, in man. phase three, they really, they really embraced filmmakers, you know, mm-hmm. getting to do to an, thing. To like, an extent. Uh, I don't know. James to Gunn, I feel like was James, like, I mean, you look at the first phase and John Favreau, I don't know that he did anything tonally or, you know, like in CGI and stuff that hadn't been done before with the Iron Man movie. I think he just made a very good movie, like an excellent movie, but it wasn't, I don't think Iron Man was kind of breaking any tonal boundaries yeah. or, Things like that. I, w- I would argue even the Avengers didn't do that. Uh, aside from being the, like the first ensemble thing where all these characters came together, I would argue Kenneth Branagh did the most kind of tonal world building in the first phase of the MCU. Well, when you look at the first phase, I think everything's tonally different. Yeah. Like yeah. Captain but America it, I, and I Thor think, and Iron Man are all very different films. Yeah. I, I, but the, sorry, the, my point was that I feel like as it got further along, like when you brought James Gunn in, when you brought Taika Waititi in, and like I mean, the I guess the Russos are they're very good action directors. They balance the ensemble. I wouldn't I wouldn't say that they've done anything crazy tonally. But like Taika has his stamp. James Gunn has his stamp. I'm sure there's others that I'm just. This is just yeah. The two I think a lot of them have stamps. I think where I'm kind of getting at with this is it's not just specifically the tone, but how they tell the story and how the movie looks. And you know, a lot of more movies look very similar. Even when Ragnarok had big colors, it still felt a lot like a Marvel movie when you watched it. Yes, it feels like this when you look at those stills and you listen to Feige freak out about real sunsets in a movie and this I'm gonna make a comparison and brain you're not gonna like it. I'm really sorry. Oh, boy. I feel like this has the potential to be the last Jedi for Marvel. This is the movie that's going to feel very different for people and be really divisive for people. Brandon's you know, face. It's, it's going to, listen, you can take that in any way you want to. What I'm saying is you look at The Last Jedi and the legacy of The Last Jedi and how it broke from the tradition that, you know, that Please established no. and it broke from how <laughs> Force Awakens did stuff. It told a much more like, you know, internal type of story to really examine character and, and, and spent real time with these little beats. And it, it kind of was off the beaten path of what you expected after the Force Awakens and it divided Star Wars fans after that. I think it's, it was a really critically acclaimed thing <laughs> that a big fan base wasn't into. I really see the same thing happening with this where 
it's a little bit slower. It's a little bit different. <laughs> it's it takes its own direction, and I think it's going to be amazing. And I think a lot of Marvel fans are not going to like it because they didn't get the action and cameos and weird stuff that they wanted. I, I, I think I just, you're going to get the action and cameos. I think I think action's going to be in there for sure. I'm not saying uh, it's not going to be there. I just think it's going to be different. I think it's going to feel different. And to me, that's a big positive. I, I cannot would, wait to see what she does. I would make the argument of like, the, I agree with Brandon that there was more kind of creative flourishes in phase three, but I think part of it was phase three had to end with Endgame. Like it had to build to this storyline that would encompass everything that we had seen so far. I feel like with phase four and going forward, every franchise is kind of allowed to breathe and do its own thing and like get veer off into directions that don't necessarily affect the overall canon or immediately tease the next Avengers movie. And so I think that's how you're going to get more creative expression from directors and more just creative freedom through the sense of like, you don't have to just tell one piece of a puzzle. You can kind of go off and build your own puzzle from there. Mm, so, yeah. 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 Aaron, you, you, I, I you, you, I you say, have, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. I want to make sure everyone is positive. It's all I'm saying. I just, it was just funny to watch like the back and forth. I just, I don't know. I don't know what to expect from it because it's such an interesting departure, but also because none of us really have that much familiarity with the Eternals. Like, I, there's some people I'm sure who must be like really diehard fans of those comics and those characters and the storylines. But before they announced this, I didn't know except for the fact that Jack Kirby made them. I had that was like my baseline level of knowledge. So it, it will be interesting to see the first Marvel movie that it, it adheres to my nice. Here's a tumbler shot of <laughs> like water yep. and sand, yep. and nice lighting. And people smiling at each other and talking. It's gonna be that's gonna be fun. That's gonna be interesting to me. I I'm here for all of it. If it's wonderful and it's like sets up the next big bad thing, great. If all I get is pretty water and slow motion and daffodils, that's fine too. One hundred percent. Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. We spent about four seconds on that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about Guardians and turn. It's anyway. just like quantity, you know. What, uh, what, yeah. what what Aaron said is actually perfect because I wanted to mention this. We're gonna end the show today. We're all gonna draft Eternals characters because we. I feel like. The audience, even us, we, we need to, I want to get everybody in the know on the Eternals. So what we're going to do at the end of the show, there's 11 characters we're going to draft from. Three of us are going to get three. One of us is going to get two. Uh, and we're going to have homework. Next week, we're going to come to phase zero and we're going to do book reports, basically. We're all going to spend a couple minutes educating our fellow co-hosts and our audience uh, on all the Eternals characters we're going to meet. So we could, if you want, we could add Celestials as one of those things. We have a perfect 12 and then three each. What you, should we put Celestials? Should we, should we inform the people on what Celestials are? As, as a general Celestials. I'm not going to draft Celestials, but we could put well, it in. I mean, I mean not individual ones. You're just saying yeah, just as a 12 thing. Yeah. Yeah, like gotcha. What Celestials are. Yeah. Because I don't think we know which Celestials are going to be in there. We can't take all the time just to. Yeah. All we really yeah, know that's how is what we've seen in Guardians. Yeah, and so that's how we're going to end the show today with a little Eternals draft. Listen, we've this has been going so well. I was worried that we were going to get 10 minutes into the show and be like, that's our show. Uh, <laughs> there's so much more to talk about. So we're going to take a one-minute break here. We have more news and quotes from Andrew Garfield, Ooh. Uh, Kevin Feige, James Gunn, and Dave Bautista to talk about in the second half of the show. And, I mean, we're still, we're still going through some more news. So we'll be right back in 60 seconds, everybody. See you in a minute. Bum, 
bum 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 bum. I was about to say, can we get like the acapella cover that was that was at the end there? <laughs> I was caught. So the whole staff and like that, that like Jimmy Fallon Brady Bunch thing oh, that they do. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then everyone doing we, a little we, different parts. We need this remix. This needs to happen. <laughs> I don't know where the ad pl- like which platforms the ad plays on, but if you're on one of the platforms where the ad doesn't play, you probably just heard me whistling. Our, our I was wondering who whistled. It was so ominous. It was like a horror movie vibe. Like I love it. Yeah, that song slaps though. If you don't it watch does. the countdown timer live every Friday, like you're, you're missing, missing out, out on a great freestyle. Yeah, I was. There's a reason yeah. I haven't shut up this whole time. <laughs> part of it's just me. The part of it is I, I don't have coffee. Uh, yeah, listen, I, I didn't have time to go get coffee this morning, so I've been oh. drinking C4. Like oh. I'm like I'm like I'm like ready to I'm bouncing off the that? walls. C four. It's like yeah. It's it's like five. It's like an it's energy drink, or is it like, like a, oh pre workout? It's, it's like it gets you like I can't feel my oh, face. Yeah, right oh yeah. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who's drank pre workout knows that when you drink that stuff, like if you know, like, you know the TV, the old TVs when they would lose signal and it would be like the snow. It'd be like Psh, that's how your yeah. face feels when you drink <laughs> pre workout. All that caffeine. Yeah, don't don't drink it and then get in the car and go. No. That's a terrible plan. <laughs> You'll drive 300 you miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, we got to get back to the news. So the, 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 we covered all the things that the Monday's Sizzle Reel cover, uh, announced and revealed, and it ended on a Fantastic Four logo. No date, no information. We just know John Watts is directing this Fantastic Four movie. How fitting that Fantastic Four would end Phase 4. And that's what it seems like it's doing. The question is, is Fantastic Four the new event film? Is it the new like Avengers closing out the phase? I'm okay with that. If it is, if it's a good movie, I don't like, why not? I would say so. I feel like that that is like the idea of seeing the MCU not screw up the fantastic four, I think is enough of an appeal to Marvel fans to like, yeah, this is the big thing that will close it out. Cause it's also when you have like so many little nuggets throughout phase four of Kang and Agatha Harkness and all of these things that are technically tied to the team in the comics, it's like that movie has the potential to not, not comprehensively wrap everything up, but there'll be all these little nuggets to like what we've just gotten over the past couple of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I agree with you, Jenna. I think that I think I think you're right, Brandon. It's it's going to be an event, but I don't think or really want it to be a um, like bring in all the other characters and make a big Avengers type movie. I think the Fantastic Four in and of themselves, yeah, are like Jenna said. They're that's enough to get people excited. Um, I, I I think that it will be the event. I just like I said, I, it won't be as big as the Avengers in a, in a good way. To me. I think yeah. it'll be very telling when we see Spider-Man No Way Home, like how many characters end up actually being in there. It sounds like a lot. So maybe that's what like maybe John Watts showed that he can balance all those characters. And that's why they said, you, you know what? Maybe you are a guy for Fantastic Four. So be interesting. Yeah, what do you think? Uh, I am now hoping for both your sake and all of ours, that we see that freaking building in Spider-Man uh, 3. I need yeah. you home to show us what, who owns the building. Did I, was that last week or two weeks yeah. ago I asked Kari and she was just like, no, nah, I'm yeah. not giving you that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it, there were so many things in that movie. Because there was, the, there was the, the one, two, three coming soon thing too yeah. on the subway. Yeah. And then John Watson ended up getting Fantastic Four. He might have already known he was doing Fantastic Four, been in talks for it when that happened. Like, we have, we have no, I, we know nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me who bought Avengers Tower right now, damn it. Tell me who bought (laughs) Avengers Tower. 
Oh. That was some nice ASMR in there. That was great. Roku, Roku bought Avengers Tower. <laughs> yeah. Somebody you, does that. anyone have a Roku? Anybody have? You guys have Rokus? I nope. do. You, yeah. Okay, Aaron, have you watched the screen? Yeah. Avengers Tower. Yes. Yeah. 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 So there, there's a there in Roku. There's like a screensaver that plays, and there's mm-hmm. all these iconic things from movies everywhere. And I one time I looked it up because I was like, "There's got to this has to be intentional." And like in every corner, there's a thing. Yeah. Like there's Ninja Turtles hiding in one place that I never noticed. <clears throat> Any, at one point, there's very clearly like a building that kind of goes up and then has the it's a hundred percent Stark Tower, <laughs> Avengers Tower yes, in this thing. Yeah. It's yeah, the only place I've seen it since they got destroyed, but so I see it every night. You know, it's my dog's that screensaver is my dog's Charlie, favorite show. Charlie, it was oh, in the background. It was in the background while you were yeah. talking. Literally, oh nice. <laughs> the Roku screensaver is going on. That's amazing. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm how I knew. My dog um, loves watching that screen, so I watch it all the time. <laughs> I just leave it on. One thing not mentioned in this is a real was Blade. Uh, and we said on the show just a couple weeks ago, I said it was going to start in September just this week. I think it was Hollywood Reporter said they're not doing September anymore. They're doing July of 2022. So we were right. Thank God. <laughs> when we're wrong, people let you know. Uh, but uh, they have decided to push the production back, which I mean, I think means that movie's not arriving till late 2023 at the earliest, if it's starting in July of 2022. I mean, I think it makes sense to be the October-ish. Yeah. Of 2023. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 If they can get Black Panther out by July 8th, 2022, and they haven't started filming yet, there's no, I, I can't imagine Blade, you know, I think that that's probably less visual effects. I don't know, depending what story they do. Uh, I mean, it could be a movie with more visual effects. And who, and who directs it? There's a whole... But yeah. From July to October of 2023, you could get a movie out in a year and a quarter. And Moon Knight, we got the first Ethan Hawke set photo. Who the I hell mean, is he playing? He's wearing like a raggedy I, robe and he's got a beard <laughs> and some hair. He looks like like Ryan Hurst now. <laughs> I hope he's Dracula. Like, I just, I just want Ethan Hawke as Dracula. And I just feel like that would be a very, like, not only just because I selfishly want a live action recreation of the Moon Knight meme. That's not an actual line from the comics, but everyone thinks it is of like, where are you, Dracula, you nerd? Where's my lunch money? Like, I want that, just that set up in the MCU. But like, I also think Ethan Hawke would play Dracula. I feel like that's just something he would want to do. And that costume to me just screams like weird vampire energy. It, it felt very, um, like Bram Stoker's, like, the, the, the 1990 whatever year it was yeah. uh, the early nineties Dracula. Mm-hmm. Like it felt like that, that kind of outfit. It looks, and uh, you know, Ethan Hawke is one of those guys that like, like you said, I, I'm not, he's not someone who I wouldn't think would be in the MCU, but like, I think if you're like, can you be Dracula in Marvel? He's like, Oh, for sure. No, yeah. doubt. Uh, in a heartbeat. Absolutely. You know, but there's like eight Dracula movies in development too. So, you know, it any, could be Sun King. Oh, I don't know enough about the Moon Knight characters to guess outside of Dracula. <laughs> Jim's going to be in the comments, like trying to educate you. In, in he already time. is. He already is. I saw during the break. I took a look at the comments, and Jim was like, "I'm going to have a Jim only episode of Phase Zero." <laughs> Just Brent, Moon Knight. Just Moon Knight. Okay. Well, Jim tells me I'm wrong, and he said hashtag Free Jim. Jim has been in the comments. Says the Machine Fifty Two. Uh, free gym. Everybody's through. Yo, no. <laughs> Listen, I, I actually, I'll be honest. I text Jim. I said, are you going to be on the show this week? He didn't answer me. So oh. I said, all right, I'm assembling a crew. I'm assembling a squad. 
And here we are. And I'm proud of us. I think we're doing a great job. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Miss Marvel's costume showed up in set photos. I think it looks awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. I, we can't show you the photos. We can describe them to you. It looks like a Miss Marvel costume. <laughs> I mean, it, in the best way, I think. Yeah. It's perfect. Like, honestly, it's exactly what I would have pictured, but also with like the little MCU flourishes of like, she has the shoulder pieces that Carol has. She has like sneakers, which she didn't necessarily always have in the comics. So I think they're really making it a practical costume in a way that's going to be really interesting. I'm just curious to see how the visual effects work because it's like, you have to have this costume and then you have to have her like extend her arm 30 feet or grow really big or whatever. So it's going to be really cool seeing it used in that context. Yeah. Yeah. Right, where, where does Ms. Marvel rank on your uh, anticipation meters? Uh, pretty high. Um, that's probably around the time in like grad school or, or like maybe even undergrad where I had the most time to read comics. And it was just an awesome character to, you know, like, uh, to, like introduced. Also, I mainline that Avengers game <laughs> and she's basically the main character mm-hmm. and it's delightful. And her costume looks way better than that game in this series. So I'm yeah. totally down for it. It's going to be great. I'm Did excited. any of the costumes in that game look particularly great? Are you, 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 you come try, around. You try <laughs> to keep Jim out of the show. You know, Jim is going to be in the comments like, yo, this superior Iron the, Man. The, they had the, the, they had the fraction. The I've ever seen. Yeah. They had the mad fraction Hawkeye. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That looked great. That's true. I, I, I just go it, back to that one. first reveal. <laughs> the, the hockey pads, Captain America. Uh-huh. Well, and then the Funko <laughs> Pops that they made, it was like, here's Thor who looks like like Ron Swanson when he's just like, I have a really bad day of just like bald shaved head, just big yeah. Peter. It was like, this is not what I want in a video game Thor. Like this is the weirdest possible costume to be making a like Funko Pop out of. The what entire Verizon set where it's like that. And if you have a cell phone, here's the Avengers in these weird costumes that are color coded together that don't make any sense. And I'm just yeah. like, what's what is all this? Viscardi <laughs> says superior Iron Man costume is the worst costume. Ooh, Jim. Uh, <laughs> the boy Zerk says, what do you think they're going to do about the Inhuman thing? Um, I think they're going to say the Inhumans show doesn't count. Yep. <laughs> That's plain I, simple. Yeah, they, I, I think that it's it's not part of the, like, they don't have to say anything about it. They can just say she's an Inhuman and forget that the show existed because Marvel Studios didn't make it. And they... Have no I know. Reason to I see a theory does. that like the Inhuman show would be a show in the MCU of like this is a fictional <laughs> thing that exists, and I'm like, you know what? Go for it. Like that show was so mediocre that at this point, you almost should just acknowledge like and just kind of poke fun at it more than anything. Yeah. They'll just eat, I, they'll meet Anson Mount in Miss Marvel, <laughs> but as Anson Mount, yeah. They they moved. Speaking <laughs> of the Marvel TV stuff, they moved Agents of Shield to the Marvel Legacy tab on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. and they just keep like looking at Agents of Shield fans and being like. <laughs> like you thought it's just, <laughs> like I, I, all those so many, people day one, so many years and agents of shield wasn't great the entire time and people stuck with it until it got good really good again so it's you know jamie forgive yeah, us jamie, 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 jamie i love you in the comments just being like why I mean, listen, <laughs> I th- yeah listen i'm not here i have no no slander for agents of shield but i, I i'm not like i think it's realistic to say there was a couple there were some there were some spans of episodes that were not great, and then it got really good again. And I've heard everybody talk about that, so I'm not saying anything groundbreaking here. Get mad at me if you want, but they moved it to the damn Marvel Legacy section, and all the Shield stands and the fans who stuck with it for all those years are just they just keep 
beating them down. It's like, damn, show some respect <laughs> for the Shield audience. Jeez. At least Shield is on Disney Plus with the rest of the Marvel stuff. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, uh, that's true. That's Daredevil true. and one day. I just think I think they did. They used too many characters and themes and ideas that Kevin Feige didn't have say in that he wants to have fresh. Mm-hmm. And I think that's pre- if it doesn't get like brought into like if they don't endorse it fully in, in like the MCU movies or the Disney Plus shows, I think that that would be why because mm-hmm. Feige wants to be able to do all those things without having to adhere to a canon that wasn't, you know, his. It's the same to, thing with the develop. Sony stuff. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the same. It's two studios working with the same kind of, yeah. like, slightly the same group of characters. And if the one that is big and makes all the money ends up using them, they're going to make their own version of it. And they're probably going to ignore the stuff that, you know, I say that, of course, as, as we're about to talk about Spider-Man. <laughs> the comments are calling for Jamie right now. He's <laughs> doing <laughs> Free Jamie. Uh, all right. we th- Now we're going to do a segment here. It's called Quotes of the Week. And we're just going to read some quotes from actors. Uh, and you here, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say the quote. You tell me who you think said it. <laughs> I do have this Twitter account and I see like how often Spider-Man is trending and it's people freaking out about a thing. And I'm just like, guys, 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 guys. Like, I wish I could just be able to speak to everyone and say like, I recommend that you chill. Like, listen, I can't speak for anything else but myself. They might be doing something, but I ain't got a call to the Happy Sad Confused podcast. Who do you think said that? Well, I have the show notes open, so I can't answer. I'll give you three guesses. <laughs> it was a it was a British man in a hotel room. So now we're down to two. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, so it's obviously Andrew Garfield, who first was saying no, 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 and then was like, never say never. And the obvious answer is you're in there in some capacity. He very specifically said, I haven't gotten a call. Mm -hmm. And he emphasized call multiple times. They texted his ass. (laughs) They they sent him an email or they called his agent. Yeah. At this point, it's just, I'm I'm honestly losing interest in the whole discussion at this point because (laughs) it's out there. If they don't market, like I can't imagine a scenario where they, they have Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in a movie with Tom Holland and that's not advertised mm-hmm. like that. Like it would be an amazing moment if we did not know this going into the movies and they just pop up. Like I would have punched the seat in front of me so hard. The person would have turned around and punched me because I would have just, <laughs> it would have just been my reaction. I've been so excited, but there's just no way that you have, that's a billion dollar marketing play just yeah. by using those actors who I'm sure were convinced to come back by a billion dollars each, which is an exaggerated figure, but you know, I'm sure Toby McGuire and Andrew Garfield coming back was not a cheap play. So uh, does anybody believe that they're not in the movie at this point? No. I, I want to believe they're not in the movie. <laughs> the most interesting thing to me about that quote is that he has a secret Twitter account. I'm like, so you're yeah. just going like, to MCU stand Twitter? And you just don't know? Like, that is I just like fascinating all- to me. Kevin Durant of the Marvel Universe. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I, I want to, like, I want someone to sleuth and, like, figure out his at because I'm just very curious what this, like, burner account is that he's So using. that's that one person who always responds to every Spider-Man tweet I put up and is like, no, Andrew Garfield is the best. <laughs> like, he did this so well. Oh, we see you, Andy. I'm I'm going to call him Andy from now on. <laughs> I can't believe he has a Twitter account. That's horrifying. These people use Twitter. <laughs> they, they all do. I mean, Listen. there are some that don't. Like, Francis McDormand does not have a Twitter account. But, no. like, most major, like, people, whether you know or not, they're on there paying attention. Did you know? I learned this from, uh, like, friends who are influencers. The re- If you, if you, that like, 
when you, people want to talk about you behind your back on Twitter, they put a star in your name. Like they, mm-hmm. they put a star in place of one of the letters. Don't ever star search <laughs> your name. That's where the real the real bad things are said. Anyway, <laughs> but I, think I don't Andy think any of us are at that level yet, Brandon. To I think to be I, 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 I have seen those tweets. I've just never had them about me. I hope yeah. I don't ever have that. But yeah, yeah. I, I wish I didn't know because curiosity killed the cat, and I spent the night crying. Um, uh, <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> but uh, uh, all right, Andrew Garfield, if you're watching, what's up, buddy? Congrats on <laughs> Spider Man Three. We got another quote. He finally got Spider Man Three. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though, that is the thing that excites me the most is like, I love Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. I just didn't love like I didn't like the movies and the way that they were written. And so it's like the fact that he has had so much unfinished business and he finally gets to kind of get back into the role and like fully put his stamp on it. That is like almost one of the most exciting things about this movie to me. I love how Rankin 2700 felt the need to say he's not watching. That's <laughs> that is Andrew That's Garfield. True. That's him. Yeah. That is him. He's got a burner like twitch too. Yep. All right. Wait, Aaron, what were you going to say? I, it's funny just because like everybody talks about those movies and it's like one of the most polarizing things in the entire Spider-Man fandom, but we can all pretty much agree. He has the best Spider-Man suit that's yeah. ever appeared in a movie or anything ever. Yeah. Ever. It's nuts. So hopefully he's, he's there. When he walked to that hotel room and Nick Fury was like behind the door, like, it's fine. I can finally meet you, Spider-Man. Come be in Spider-Man suit. <laughs> That's what's that's what happened. He didn't get a call. It was literally Samuel L. Jackson. That's my theory. <laughs> <laughs> I love how it, it, this means Andrew Garfield is getting Spider-Man three and Tobey Maguire is getting Spider-Man four, mm-hmm. which would have been 10 years old this mm-hmm. week. Oh, right, I, we was point, I was going to point out, though, before we move on. So Doctor Strange was initially supposed to come out today, like Doctor, like Multiverse of Madness. So if mm-hmm. everyone wants to just feel weird about, you know, the passage of time. And so, and was, and so was Black Widow at one point, right? At one yeah, point, but like yeah. initially, like, because my, my boyfriend yeah. sent me the initial tweet from like the San Diego reveal and it was like, it was supposed mm-hmm. to be today, which is just very weird to think about. Uh, what a different time. I would love to be watching that movie right now. Yep, 14 million 605 and this is where we're at. <laughs> Welcome to episode three of Loki. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So Batista said Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three is quote probably going to be the end of Drax. There was talks for a while about a Mantis and Drax, Drax and Mantis film, really because it was James Gunn's idea. Blah 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 blah. I've got Guardians Three, and that's probably going to be the end of Drax. Bruh, that is not going to be the end of Drax. How are they going to kill Drax? I don't think they're going to kill Drax. I didn't. I didn't take it that way. Yeah. At all. I guess Jenny, you kind of felt the same way I did. Like it just, it just felt no, like this I, is the end I, of the story. Just, yeah, I just see it as like he might just go off and live somewhere. Hopefully, he'll get a saxophone like he does in the comics because that's my favorite useless piece of trivia about Drax that they haven't brought into the movies yet. But it's like, yeah, just let him go live his like happy life and just play the saxophone and I don't know, maybe not just be with the Guardians. I don't know. Did you know that Drax was also in Avengers Age of Ultron in the scene where the Hulk and Iron Man fight? He's just standing so still. She can't see him. So was John Cena. Anyway, Gunn also said Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is the last, is still his last in the franchise. And he also pointed out all of the things. I just want, I want to point out all the things Gunn has going on between now and when Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 comes out. Uh, and this is this is from James Gunn's Twitter. Between now and then, we have the Suicide Squad, the Peacemaker TV series, the Guardians Holiday Special, and the Guardians Ride at Disneyland all coming out, which is actually at Disney World. 
he corrected himself in the next tweet. Um, last year, I wrote over 500 pages of script. That'll all be shot over the next year. I'm busy. Thanks for being excited. I mean, dude, dude doesn't break, man. Guardians Wait, so Galaxy- that, means, that means Guardians Holiday is coming out 2022. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that? Well, yeah. We knew it was like, but it was like holiday. I don't remember which year it was, but it's a holiday. Now you got to be confused. I don't know. I used to <laughs> it's going to be 22. If he, says it's, if, it's, if he says it's happening before Guardians 3. Yeah. It is happening that before means Guardians 3. Then it's 21 or 22. Well, yeah. So I would 22 makes sense. That's all I'm saying. I think they said when it is, but I, I don't can't remember. To, There's too many the Marvel things in my brain. <laughs> December 2022. It's all it was together. announced for late 2022. Great. Then, um, and it's also set between Thor, Love and Thunder and Guardians 3. So that's cool. And also the Guardians ride in Disney World is going to be awesome. And I want to go. I also want to go to. I mean, I'm excited Disney. that it's a different ride. Dude, than I'm in California right now and I can't go to Disneyland because I'm not a California resident. I just want to see oh. Avengers Campus. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, anyway, right now we're going to end the show with this Eternals draft. Uh, I'm going to put all of the draft options here. Here are your choices. Uh, you can do Makari, Ajax, Icarus, Sprite, Fina, Gilgamesh, Xerxes, Kingo, Fastos, Druig, Dane Whitman, a.k.a. Black Knight, and Celestials. Charlie, you're on the big screen. You oh, I'm on the big screen. Was, <laughs> you're on the big screen when I left the screen. And so, so what uh, is what is the? I mean, you said a book report, but what's the main objective here? So what the we're going to do? Goal with this. So we're going to spend we're going to spend the first half of next week's episode of Phase Zero, edu- like the most educational little trivia facts, first appearance, anything you think is integral to the character. I want you to bring it, talk about it. You know, three three to five minutes each character, whatever it is. This isn't a this isn't a speech class, but you're not going to get graded on it. You will. We're all going to judge your report, all of us, but we're not going <laughs> to say it out loud. You'll see it on our face. My career rides on this. Um, so yes, yeah, so this, this, this is this make or break. So we're going to start next week's show, educational course about the Eternals. And this is going to be anytime people need to know about the Eternals, I'm going to send them a link to next week's episode. I'm going to say, listen, you want to know about the Eternals? Go watch this episode of Phase Zero. Go listen to this episode. And also, if you're watching on Twitch right now, follow comicbook.com. Um, Okay, Charlie, you're on the big screen. Take your pick. Who do you want to talk about? All right, so I was wondering who was going to go first because I think that whoever went first between me and Jenna was going to pick the same person, I think. Mm. Okay. And it's King, Kingo. Is oh, okay. first Charlie, that Charlie's was, taking Kingo. Oh, <laughs> oh, I thought we would both be going after Kamel, So I That was no. definitely like an option. I just was, I was trying to think like more, a little, a little bit differently. But yeah, he was definitely on my list, but I'm, I'm excited to see. Strictly for the Kamel of it all. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Now I'm going to go from top to bottom. Aaron, you're up top. Who do you want? Kingo oh. is off the board. Kingo is off dun, the board. Dun, okay. Dun, 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 dun. Um. All right. Pick his in. Let's go. Let's go. Makari. Makari. Lauren Ridloff for Aaron. All right. All right. The speedster. Jenna, who you got? I'm going to go with Dane Whitman. I want to go with my sad John Snow adjacent boy. <laughs> I want to I want to cover him. He's okay. just like Jon Snow. In the I am. <laughs> That's exactly how they cast him. You don't cast Kit Harrington in a character who wears like a long black coat and carries a sword. It's just, he's I don't just want John, it. He's just Jon Snow with magic. Like they're going to tell him. Yeah. <laughs> Dane, you're supposed to be the Black Knight. I don't want it. I don't want it. It's my queen. Um, I am it's going to take. 
Thank you. I, 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 listen, if you've been watching Phase Zero, the, the, the stellar <laughs> impressions come out of her. You got to hear the Tom Holland sometime. The, the Stallone um, was something else. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I am going to take Fina. I take Fina. Now, okay, so should we... Mm. I was say, are you, are you snaking? So we're going to you... snake because then okay. I'll go last, but otherwise I'll just get three last picks. So then we'll go back. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm going to take, I feel like this one might break some hearts. I'm excited about this one. I'm taking Icarus, Richard Madden, my boy. I'm taking Icarus. So you have Fina okay. and Icarus. So still on the board to Jenna, we have Ajax, Sprite, Gilgamesh, Xerxes, Fastos, Druig, and Celestials. I'll take Cersei. Cersei for Jenna. Emma Chan getting two roles in the MCU. We love that for her. All right, Aaron. Ajax, Sprite, Gilgamesh, Fastos, Druig, and Celestials. Give me Fastos. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I Charlie. knew Brian Tyree wasn't coming back to me. <laughs> Who you got, Charlie? I hope I hope that Camille watches this and knows he got picked first overall. <laughs> um, That's big. That is big. Yep. All right. Like so we have Ajax. Ajax, uh, Sprite, Gilgamesh, Druig, and Celestials. Okay, well, give me Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh for Charlie. And for you got sure. one more pick. We're going straight back to you. I know y'all. Let me do, do, do Ajax. Oh, a little Salma Hayek action. I can't see it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Let me do Ajax. Hitman's wife's bodyguard. <laughs> okay. All right. And we are. Aaron was the next one? Yes. Yes. Okay. Who do we have okay, on the board? Because the list is all up and down. Okay. We have Sprites, Druids, Sprites, and Celestials. Okay. Give me Sprite. Okay. Sprite is yours. Tropical Remix. <laughs> All right, Jenna, you're, you're picking for both of us this time, Jenna. You got uh, Druig or you got Celestials? Hmm. I'll take the Celestials. Oh. Thank you, because that was that seemed like a complicated <laughs> research project. To try to I'm, I'm down. I'm down to just like figure out everything about the celestials. So I, I'm, I'm excited to, to hear your thoughts because, like, I know what celestials are, but there's yeah, so too. much history to celestials yep. that I'm interested to see uh, what you choose to talk about. Okay, awesome. so next week's episode, everybody, we are coming in uh, with an Eternals crash course to start the show. And I think we're going to do a movie draft at the end of it. Uh, we're going to pick from all the movies that are already out. And then we're going to let everybody vote on who picked the best movies. But here's, here's who we got. Jenna's, Jenna's eternal roster is Dane Whitman, Xerxes, and Celestials. Really, you only have one eternal. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind it, though. I don't mind it. Uh, but you Aaron. have the one that's supposed to be the main character. So. Exactly. Yeah. Aaron has Makari, Fastos, and Sprite. Charlie has Kingo, Gilgamesh, and Ajax. And I have Fina, Icarus, and Druig. And we will see you next week to break all those down. Listen, if y'all want to talk more, you can do that all week long with us. That wraps up today's show. Jenna, where can they find you? At Hey, it's Jenna Lynn. Aaron, where can we find you? At Summit Lake Hornet. Charlie, where can we find you? At Charlie Ridgely. Oh, all right, guys. That was a great show. You can find me at Brandon Davis BD. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode where we didn't have an episode to talk about. Love it. <laughs> Maybe we'll move the show to Wednesdays when Loki starts. Let us know if you think we should do that. We will talk to you soon. Jim Viscardi remains imprisoned. <laughs> See y'all next week. <laughs>